excited because I just got this beautiful blue Yeti microphone. So hopefully the audio quality is better this time around. I actually recorded this episode one time prior and I didn't have headphones plugged into it which I did not realize that I was supposed to do. So this is a re-record. If you did catch the first episode um, or the first recording of this episode, then I apologize for the audio issues there. And it's just really exciting. I'm enjoying this process and learning more and more and expanding and hopefully getting better every single episode. So I'm super excited about it. And I also just got back from Hawaii, which is amazing. We were on uh, the island of Kauai. I was with three of my best girlfriends from college, and it was just such a great girls trip. We went to different beaches. We were adventuring. We went on hikes. And it was a good mix of relaxing. We had one night where we turned up. We went out at the local tavern. And it was just so much fun. We also did really well about traveling on a budget, which I'm going to get into a little bit. But first, I wanted to go into what I'm reading right now. I'm reading two books right now. One of them is um, called The Untethered Soul. And the other one is One Italian Summer, I believe it's called. Um, And if you are interested, I am doing a book club with my friend Lauren. Shout out to Lauren. She's actually coming on the podcast next week. So she runs the blog Simply Lauren Rose and she has posted about details on our book club. We are meeting next week actually on the 25th via Google Meet. So if anyone's interested in joining us, um, the book is One Italian Summer by Rebecca Cyril. Um, and it's definitely a page turner. I only have a couple chapters left, so almost done. Um, not too late if you love reading and you can really bang out a book real quick. Um, and now that I'm actually re-recording this episode, I actually just got back from Nashville with Lauren, which was super fun. And it was just such a great trip too. We, uh, I actually crashed her work trip there with Steph and we just saw all the live music, ate lots of good food. And, um, anyway, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that in the episode next week when she comes on the other book I'm reading, I'm rereading it actually is called the untethered soul. And this is just such a good, like soul food book. It is all about consciousness and how our thoughts are intertwined and basically how consciousness is what is watching our mind come up with all of these thoughts and we can detach from the incessant thoughts. So it's the journey behind beyond ourselves. So rather than being so caught up in our drama and day-to-day problems, we can ease our mind by letting the thoughts and feelings come and go through us. And just noticing like our consciousness that we are actually the ones that are noticing the thoughts and feelings. And when we um, have a negative thought or fear come up, let it in, feel it, and then let it pass. And by avoiding a feeling or, you know, like being afraid of feeling something like for example, fear of rejection. Oh, I'm going to avoid feeling that way. We close off our infinite energy to the world, to everyone around us. And 
That's super interesting because it's literally like we're closing off ourselves to experience, but we're also closing ourselves off to everything that we want to experience. And we're not even fully engaging or experiencing the world because we're then kind of defining ourselves by this fear. So I think that's super interesting and it's just a great like perspective and I tend to overthink too. So it's a good reminder to, you know, that you don't have to engage with all those thoughts and you don't have to entertain them. And it also relates to like, there's no need to define the why of how we're feeling, right? And this is something that I'm still working on. I was ghosted by a guy that I had gone on some dates with um, a couple months ago and, you know, out of the blue, he just stopped talking to me. And of course I was like, why would he do this? Why, you know, would he not just tell me how he feels, blah, blah, blah. And why would he cut off communication when everything was seemingly going well? But at the end of the day, it's not really the why that matters. It's just the fact that triggered a hurt, you know, like that was really hurtful. But at the end of the day, it was not meant for me. And it was actually a reminder to me because I was outsourcing that validation and love and seeking approval. So it's kind of like the universe was like, no, 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 don't do that. You need to get that validation, that love from within. So it was a painful reminder, but I received the message. So thank you, universe. And yeah, I think that basically what I'm getting from this book right now is like if we stay connected to divine consciousness and love, no matter what comes up, the infinite energy will flow and that negative energy will be released and we won't hold on to it, which kind of relates to Buddhist philosophy of like clinging on, like we should never cling on to anything positive or negative, just let it in and let it pass. And I think that's so beautiful And I never really understood it in a way until rereading this book. So if any of this resonates, I definitely recommend checking out The Untethered Soul. And next, let's get into some travel tips, traveling on a budget. So first off, if you love travel as much as I do, I highly recommend getting a credit card where you can get miles because I've had my... Uh, credit card for a few years now, and I have racked up miles. Mind you, I've also spent a good amount of money, but I have an insane amount of miles at this point. And I was lucky to actually buy my Hawaii flight with miles. And before that, um, I actually got them before kind of inflation and, and gas prices and all that raised their travel prices. So I think I actually got my flight from Denver round trip for about 30,000 miles, which is a really good deal. Yeah, that was awesome. I did have to take a red eye on the way back, but it wasn't that bad. I have the Delta American Express travel credit card. I actually just got a second one. They're always doing um, specials that are United just sent me a deal in the mail recently that was like 80,000 miles when you sign up for free. Um, I got one when I was on a JetBlue flight um, because the other great thing is that usually for the first at least 12 to 15 months, there's no interest rate. So you can save so much money on that. And tip number two is plan out your meals. 
So obviously I love eating out. That's like one of my passions, trying new restaurants and getting to know the culture of a place when I go somewhere new. So of course I'm going to want to go to, you know, food trucks and nicer restaurants and like get a taste of the flair and the cuisine. So I'm definitely not saying cook for every meal by any means, but we did a really good job. So my friends went to Costco actually before I had even arrived, which was awesome. They picked up a bunch of breakfast food. We just had our breakfast every morning, and then we also would have stuff to make for lunch on certain days, like sandwiches or whatever. And then we also did get a couple things to make a few dinners in at night as well. Um, This was really helpful because we could wake up, have a nice breakfast, and then pack a lunch when we were going on an adventure, if we're going on a beach. Um, or on a hike, we could bring that lunch so that we wouldn't have to worry about getting lunch and spending money out wherever we were. And then, of course, later in the week, we started to run out of groceries and kind of wanted to branch out as well. So we did end up hitting a fish shop. Um, we got some really bomb mahi mahi. If you're ever on the island of Kauai Hanalei Fish Market is amazing, and it was actually pretty affordable too. Yeah, we definitely hit up a couple restaurants for nice dinners as well, and I think the key for that is uh, to keeping the bill a little bit lower is not drink too much. Um, Like we each had one cocktail, and then we split a bottle of wine for the four of us, so it really was not bad when we got the bill, and we each got to try an appetizer and an entree, so that was perfect. And I think we did get dessert too. Also, like if you are planning on drinking, it's fun to get like, you know, pina coladas or whatever kind of tropical vacation drinks out. And I'm all about that. But we would also make like a few mixed drinks here and there um, and keep them in a cooler and just bring cups and ice. So that's another budget friendly tip right there. And I think that's it for my traveling on a budget but all around this was such a great girls trip and it really just left me feeling rejuvenated and excited to be back in Denver so I wanted to get a little bit into dating as well today and um, I mentioned that I went on a date in Hawaii and it was actually I was starting to feel a little bit jaded dating in Denver and then I went on this date there and it's just such a low expectation situation that it kind of like renewed my faith and just like the fun that dating is. So that was really a good experience for me overall, even if like I'm probably never going to talk to that person again, like it got me kind of out of my dating rut. So I love that. And just dating in a new place is, is so different. And like, you know, you meet people from all walks of life. So I love that. So here's a few dating tips that I have learned from my online dating experiences. So first of all, I believe that self-love is the most important thing when you are dating before you get into a relationship. Otherwise, you might lose yourself during the dating process. Now, I feel like everyone talks about this, right? But it's like, do you actually feel the love within yourself? Do you actually give the validation and the approval, the love that you and your inner child need? Because it is a lot easier said than done. And like I said, I got ghosted not too long ago. I've definitely had some like ups and downs with dating. And it was just such an important reminder for me because 
I was starting to outsource that approval and validation. Like I wanted that love from someone else. And it's one thing to want and desire a partner, but it's another to be like, I am not enough. I am not worthy if he doesn't text me back or whatever it may be. So I think that's really important to keep in mind and to cultivate that love within yourself on a daily basis. And it's like, if we're not filling up our own cup, then how can we give to others? I think so many things can go into this, right? Like tapping into my sensuality has helped me so much self-pleasure, sensual dance, feeling into like what clothes make me feel good and sexy, what food makes me feel good. It's a whole plethora of things that go into this, but like treat yourself like you're beloved. And I know that sounds cheesy, but you know what I mean? Like take yourself out on dates and like talk kindly to yourself. I think another important thing is self-soothing too. And it's like, it goes back to trying to define the why of whenever something shitty happens, like go into the question of where am I feeling hurt? Where am I feeling triggered? And just really give yourself the love that you need. And I think that's such a powerful lesson. And it also helps with the non-attachment. So the next one is about boundaries. Figure out where your boundaries are, right? And don't cross them. And for me, I've learned that I think it's important to wait to establish an emotional connection before becoming physically intimate. I think this is so important because I've had experiences in the past where I was, you know, initially attracted to someone and kind of jumped into the physical connection. And then it was like, do I actually like this person or is the physical intimacy that we shared drawing me to them? And I've had this insecurity in the past where it's like, am I just good for sex? And that's a deep one. But it's like, if you're waiting to establish something deeper and you really get to know the person better. And then I think that eases both of those anxieties and you're able to figure out if you like the person and if you know you see a future, you want to move forward. And also that the person is not just in it for the physical connection because you are establishing that deeper emotional connection. So I've definitely made some mistakes in the past. There's this one guy who I went on a few dates with and he was super hot. And I, on the second date, was like, you know what, let's just do it. And I thought it was amazing. I thought I was in love. And it's so funny thinking back because I literally thought it was love at first sight. But we had also been like trauma bonding on our first date. So that's a whole nother story. But if I had waited and established the physical boundary before, you know, maybe I wouldn't have gotten myself into a situation that ended up causing me a lot of anxiety and stress. And so that's really important to me now. And I'm glad I figured that out. Of course, I did the hard way. My mom always told me I had to learn everything the hard way. And she's not wrong. (laughs) But hopefully I can help some of you out by getting to know your own boundaries before you get into a hurtful situation. And it's like you will definitely find someone who honors you and values you for who you are and respects your boundaries So don't ever feel like you need to change them or, you know, be flexible on your boundaries when you really know that what would make you feel best is to stick to them. And I love you. 
and you are so worthy. And also, this might be a hot take, but I think that coffee dates should maybe always be the first date. I think coffee dates are a great way to get to know someone. First of all, it takes off the pressure of a drinks or dinner situation because when you're sitting down to drinks, it's almost like you're forced into a hang of a certain amount of time. And what if I'm just not into it? Like, I just want to dip out. I can grab my coffee and be like, you know what? Nice to meet you. See you around. (laughs) And another thing is you're getting to know this person sober, one-on-one, and it's just kind of interesting to see what conversations come up and it's you know switching up the scene and I feel like maybe this is just me but I've I've had some of my deeper connections when I've had coffee dates and those are some of the strongest connections that I have had yeah I just think that people don't give coffee dates enough credit and I think it is a really good way to get to know someone and just converse and see if you want to keep exploring that connection And it's a very low pressure situation too. Like I absolutely do not want to go to dinner on a first date. I've never done that. And I probably would not do that, at least from an online dating situation. But like, what if we meet for dinner and I'm not into in the first five minutes, you know, I feel like you definitely get a gauge of whether or not you are into someone in the first at least attracted to them and want to explore the connection within the first few minutes. But I mean, some people do think that they should give people more chances when they don't feel that initially. So I think that's an interesting conversation too. But for me, it's like, I've got to be at least engaged and thinking that this person is like, intriguing and wanting to know more, you know, interesting. Yeah, so like I said about switching it up too with like the date in Hawaii and now coming back into Denver I have this perspective of being like singles fun and it's exciting and that's not how I felt leaving Denver so I just think that like dating in a new place is a great way to renew your mentality on dating yeah it it doesn't matter if you you never talk to that person again because it's an experience that you shared and it's kind of more about like your own mentality and just like loosening up, lightening up and having a little fun. And it's kind of a confidence booster. I think that is so important. So I think one more tip would be, I think it's really important. Like I just turned 30 this year, so I'm not trying to waste anyone's time and I don't want anyone to waste my time. So I think now with dating, I like to early on, like maybe even on the first date, ask some value questions like, do you want kids? Um, You know, are you spiritual? Are you active? Are you religious? Like, how were you raised? Things like that. And even like, when was your last relationship? That is not something that I have been asking, honestly, but I think that I will soon because I think that's such a telling um, piece of information it's like you know that that tells you when their last relationship was and that tells you like if maybe if they haven't ever had a relationship that might be a red flag or if they just got out of one then you might want to tread lightly too but anyway I hope that some of these tips helped for 
dating and traveling on a budget. And that is all for today. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you. I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars, of course, (laughs) if you feel called. And also tune into our book club updates, and I will be putting that stuff in the show notes as well. Um, So you can email me or connect with me on Instagram if you have any feedback. I would love to hear it. And if you have any topics you want to hear, we will catch you next time. I'll be back with my friend Lauren for my first guest interview on the podcast. I'm super excited. All right. Talk to you soon. Love you.